Hey, gang. So things are about to get very, very busy as we start to head toward the midterm election. And we're going to be bringing you a ton of coverage on all of it, volunteer opportunities, where we need to focus our energies, and really ultimately how we're going to win in November. A lot of this is going to have to do with messaging, uh, which, as all of you know, has been a huge focus on the show this year. Because we have all this coming down the line, the pod and the town hall are going to be taking a break over the next few weeks. We will be back the week of April 25th. Before we go, I thought it would be useful uh, and, and interesting, really, to talk about some messaging around key issues that we are up against right now. And so to do that, we are joined by our dear friend and producer of the show, Kat Pipkin. Hello. How are you? Hello, friend. Happy Friday. Happy, Happy April Friday. Fools. Oh, my God. OK, yeah. So do you do April Fool's jokes? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm just going to put it right, right out there. Not since junior high school. Yeah, I was going to say, that's about exactly the age where you should be uh, playing April Fool's uh, type pranks. But uh, I always actually kind of enjoy looking on, you know, the news and be like, okay, what's the fake story in PR? What, what do you got for us? So, well, actually, that's kind of an interesting segue. Let's go with that. So um, the three issues that we're going to be talking about the importance of here are uh, the, the need to confirm uh, uh, Honorable uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court messaging around Justice Clarence Thomas's wife, Ginny Thomas, and her connection to the January 6th insurrection. And of course, the number one story that just continues to dominate, which is the Ukraine war. So, you know, I, I feel like just in order for us to frame all of this, as I mentioned at the top, we've been covering messaging so extensively here on this show. But in, in your mind, talk about the importance of messaging, particularly as it relates to the midterm election, right? So, so how are you thinking about that? Yeah, exactly that. I think that we've been in a little bit of a cocoon for the past year or two with COVID, our little COVID cocoon, and it's time for us all to come out of our shells and get back at the work. We absolutely have to get back to work and uh, hold Congress. Beautiful democracy butterflies, I think, is what we have transformed into. Let's let's see this downtime as a positive, right? This 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 horrible pandemic that we've been through over the last couple of years. We're going to come out stronger and more beautiful than ever. So, you know, uh, we have referenced uh, Annette Shankar Asario a lot on this show. She is a messaging guru, and and the way in which you and I have been thinking about messaging is informed by her model, which is basically the three V's. It is value, villain, and vision, and then of course the final thing is action, because we honestly don't do anything on this show anymore that doesn't uh, involve some sort of action that you can take right now. So she had a tweet recently that I thought really illustrated this very, very well. So just as a way for us to kind of prime the pump and talk about how this messaging can work, um, would you mind reading the tweet? And then we can kind of break it down. Okay. All right. So she starts with everyone has an equal say, meaning vote. Uh, then she goes into a political party tries to court your vote, an authoritarian faction tries to keep you from voting and taking away every one of your freedoms. Next, she goes to the freedom to get to pick your leaders, the freedom for kids to learn the truth of our history and understand who they are. And now the freedom to decide with whom you will make a family and the freedom to love. And then we wrap around action, and it's only by standing together for all of our freedoms and surging at the polls to remove every one of them that we can make this a place where freedom is for all, no exceptions. And what I actually like about this tweet is it's annotated, basically. And I'll provide this in, in show notes here. But so you've got the value, which is everybody has an equal say. 
So that's that's a very clear value. The villain is a political party tries to court your vote. An authoritarian faction tries to keep you from voting, and it tries to take away every one of your freedoms. Now, we know who these people are. Uh, we're going to get a little more granular on that particular issue as we go through the other three uh, uh, issues that are facing us right now. The vision is the freedom to get to pick your leaders, the freedom for kids to learn the truth of our history and understand who they are, and, and uh, now the freedom to decide with whom you will make a family and the freedom to love. And the action, of course, is... Uh, it is only by standing together for all of our freedoms and surging uh, at the polls to remove every single one of them so that we can make this a place where freedom is for all, no exceptions. Boy, I love that. I, I just think that's fantastic, right? Yep. That's that's and why surging at the polls. That's Isn't very that good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that language. That's yeah. great. I, I, I think maybe a bumper sticker, shirts, something, merch is in order. There's a reason she's so good at this. Absolutely right. Okay. Well, so. Let's break down the three stories. Uh, the first is the Honorable uh, Katanji Brown Jackson nomination and the need to confirm her. So we know ultimately what our goal is here. How are you thinking about the messaging generally around this issue? Well, I think since most people prior to a month ago weren't familiar with her, um, they they weren't they didn't know her. They didn't have an opinion of her. And as they've gotten to know her, views of her have become more favorable over the past month. Although many people are still unfamiliar with her, so part of our job is to just articulate who she is, why it matters, why it matters to us as a country and to our future that she be confirmed. Right. Yeah. So raising awareness is a big part of messaging as well. So, you know, in addition to certainly framing the issue in, in a way that we would like people to perceive it, we want people to be able to perceive it. You know, so that also has to do with raising awareness. So so starting with the first V, what are the values that we want to uphold here in confirming uh, Honorable uh, Brown Jackson? that Americans of every background, color, and gender believe in the sacred promise of equal justice under the law. I love that. I love and And actually, this is going to tie together with the villain. Now, um, I think a lot of people would be inclined to call out the GOP clown show that was the confirmation hearings and, and really put the focus on them. But the, the messaging that we are uh, starting to read and understand uh, doesn't go that direction. It makes a very, I think, dis it's a very distinct difference here. I wonder if you could talk about that very briefly. Yeah, I think we go, we, you know, they're the ones who are talking about race. So let's just go there. Uh, they're talking about race and gender in the clown show that that was, you know, the judicial hearings. Um, so we just go right there and say for generations, black women have been locked out of the opportunity to serve on the Supreme Court. I love that. So it brings in both uh, race and gender, uh, and it calls it out in a way that lets us own the narrative and doesn't have us reference the narrative that the Republicans were trying to guide, which, you know, you and I have talked a lot about how you, I think Democrats ultimately allow that to happen far too often. And so this is an opportunity for us to frame the discussion precisely how we want to frame it. So ultimately, the vision is we, we certainly want her confirmed. What are some of the nuances there? So the nuances is that we're making a step towards, we're taking a step towards making our justice system one that respects and reflects the very best of all Americans, of, of every kind of American, no matter who you are or where you're from. Um, she will be a champion for everyday Americans, and she will carefully apply the law to working people across race, place, and origin. 
even when a wealthy and powerful few have attempted to trample our rights and our daily freedoms. And, and there's a circle back to our villain. So, yeah. Um, now, the action is it's it's a little bit tricky because we have two Democratic senators, both of whom are going to vote to confirm. Uh, so what is our call to action here in, in Washington? Our action is to do what we can to continue to help more people be aware of who she is and why this matters. So I think you voice your support of the Honorable uh, Katanji Brown Jackson in whatever way works best for you. Write a letter to the editor, post on social media, and then you know take it a step further and sign up to start canvassing or phone banking for a campaign. I'm noticing a theme, and I hope so are you, dear viewer and listener. Uh, so you're going to hear more of it. So, so stay tuned for that. So next, I want to talk about messaging around the wife of Justice Clarence Thomas, uh, Ginny Thomas, and her role in the January 6th insurrection. So Ginny Thomas texted Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, 29 times between the November 2020 election and the January 6th insurrection to push lies about the election and to try actively to overturn the results. And this obviously matters because she is married to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, and many are calling for him to recuse himself. Um, in terms of what it is that we're going for here, we'll get to that in a second, but just talk very briefly about, you know, th this is a pretty ugly and, and rather complex issue in terms of sorting out our values. How do you see it? So our value is that it doesn't matter what your color is, what your background is, or what political party you belong to. Most of us are going to believe that justices on the Supreme Court have a duty to serve our country faithfully and to uphold, once again, the sacred promise of equal justice under the law. One yeah. <laughs> kind of a theme here. Yeah, exactly. So, so we've got the same theme here. And it's, yeah, and it's ultimately we're upholding the values of our founding here. Uh, so it couldn't be more foundational than that. Um, now, the villain, I think it's very tempting. Once again, as I was saying with the, the KBJ hearing, it, it's very tempting to go directly to the people who have been most visibly the hero, uh, the, the villain rather, but that allows those villains to control the narrative, right? Right, right. So, so how do we think about the villain in this scenario? I think we go two places. We go ahead and name Justice Clarence Thomas. He's violated his oath of office. There is no code of ethics for the Supreme Court, something else to be dealt with at a later date, um, but he's clearly violated his oath of office. But taking a step back, I think we tie this all the way back to the insurrection, which is what all of this was about, and say anyone who betrays our country and our trust must be held accountable and they must be removed from positions of power and prevented from obtaining a position of power. So we're going to put a pin in that because we know the action around uh, keeping people uh, like this out of power, preventing people like this from getting into power. Uh, but just very briefly, and this is directly related to you know what you just said, what is the vision ultimately here? So the vision is that we ensure justice for everyone in our nation and prevent another attack on our freedom uh, to have the will of the people to decide our elections. There you go. All right. So then the action, of course, and again, I said you're going to sense a theme here. But what is the action on this? We need to raise awareness around the issue so that people will rise up, determine to get involved with the election. Good. OK, so raising awareness out of that issue is very, very crucial. The final and most dominant story is, of course, the war in Ukraine and particularly the leadership that Biden and the Democrats are uh, showing on the world stage, particularly in the light uh, in, in light of the fact that this is 
absolutely a global fight now between uh, autocracy and democracy. So the importance is extraordinarily clear. Outline the values of this uh, as you're thinking about them. I think once again, no matter our color background or party, uh, so we name race as a part of this, we want a flourishing democracy. And the Democrats have united the world around democratic values. Uh, and as you state, we're in a global fight between democracy and autocracy. And you know, the, the autocracy side is obviously the villain here, but specifically, how do we talk about them? So, uh, you know, Putin and his oligarchs are, are clear and obvious villains, but there's a direct connection with the MAGA right and the authoritarian faction within our own political system. So I think we say that the authoritarian faction is trying to keep you from voting and they're trying to take away every one of your freedoms so that they can stay in power. Remember, we have to ascribe motivation there too. An authoritarian faction is trying to keep you from voting and taking away every one of your freedoms so that they can stay in power. Uh, it is probably just a side note, but worth mentioning the fact that they don't want to do anything with that power other than wield it, whereas Democrats tend to want to do good things for the American people when they're in power. Just a side note, one that I thought it was worth bringing up. So ultimately, the vision here is, uh, I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty clear, right? Articulate it as you see it. Uh, a world united against authoritarianism and autocracy. Boom. Perfectly stated. All right. So one last time, what are we doing uh, as an action here to, to, to bring this vision to life? Yeah. So we're just going to bring it. We're going to bring our best game in November. We're going to surge at the polls to remove anyone and everyone who stands in the way of our freedom. Perfectly put. And I love that there are so many themes and threads that run throughout each of these issues. And, you know, stay tuned for more because this is ultimately how we ultimately win the communication battle. And it is so, so crucial. And I will just say uh, in closing, ultimately, that, you know, I am very fortunate to have uh, a tiny, tiny little portion of the media uh, that I can use for, for messaging. But everybody who has a social media account is you also have a platform. You are part of the media as well. I think that's a, a, a good distinction, don't you, Kat? Absolutely, yeah. Every every time you, you retweet something or like something, you are also a part of building that media narrative. So we will hope that uh, you will amplify some of these messages on your social media platforms and uh, more to certainly more to come on this as we get closer to the election. We've given you guys a ton to sort of digest and think about. So I will provide as as many notes as I possibly can on the messaging here so that you can take it and, you know, digest it in the same way that we did and, and to be able to present it here for you. And as I said, we'll be back on the week of the 25th with more programming as we start to get into the election season in earnest. But I just want to say a couple of things. First of all, I want to thank everybody for really, you know, hanging in there. I know that this has been a really difficult time, uh, as, as Kat says, we're coming out of the pandemic. This has just been a trying time for so many people. And the idea that we are going to be called upon to do more is it doesn't feel great. It really, really doesn't. Considering how much work we've done over the last five years, the fact that we are now tasked to do more, we are. But I, I think the way in which we frame it and the way in which we think about it feeds into that. It is an equation. And if we had all the numbers up right, we are going to get the result that we want. But it's really going to mean that we all have to get involved. So all of this is a long way of saying thank you for everything that you do. And, and certainly, 
I would be remiss if I didn't say, Kat, you and I have been working on this project together now for what's it been like a year and a half, something like that. And years. Yeah, a couple of years. And I just, I'm, I'm so proud of the work that, that we do. And I just honestly can't imagine doing this work without you, my friend. Thank you, friend. Back at you. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll be back on the week of the 25th with more. Uh, talk to you then. Have a, uh, have a great month of April. Don't fall for any a April fool jokes. That's what I say, right? <laughs>